Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with another episode of Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. I hope everyone is doing wonderful today and have, a, have had a good day and spring is rolling in. I hope you're enjoying that. Of course, I want to plug these books real quick while folks are logging in. Brian's book, From Fear to Love. We still have that on promotion at feartolovebook.com. And then we have this, oops, this great book right here, The Great Behavior Breakdown. You can pick this up on Amazon or postinstitute.com. I've got these two as a little bundle that you can get discounted if you get them on our website. And then I don't have a copy of the workbook anymore because I mailed it out. But look, I have a photo. <laughs> I have a photo of the cover. So yes, our newest workbook. Um, I will have those. They're supposed to be delivered to my house on the 8th. And so two days from now, I'll have them in my hollow hands ready to get them all shipped off to you guys. Uh, Joni, I see you watching and I wanted to say hi and I wanted to let you know I'm really excited that you're going to be a part of that book study that's coming up, actually starting tomorrow morning. So we, um, we run book studies uh, using this book right here. It's just such a great, it's such a great tool the way it's written. It just works so beautifully to go through about three chapters at a time each session and be able to discuss the highlights and then talk practicality. And so um, I think it's gonna be an excellent event. Um, my colleague, Kelly Belt, who's done extensive training with us, um, will be running that group. And I think you guys are in really good hands. She's been doing a great job sharing this message and equipping parents and so, Anyway, uh, we have a session that's starting tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time, and I know that we'll have additional sessions um, being added. You know, we've just, I think she's already done about six sessions since the first of the year, so she's really doing a great job of getting the calendar full, um, and also, you know, she's got her own her own family to take care of. And so I just shout out to Kelly Belt. She has done a great job and I'm so pleased to have her helping. So my topic today uh, is so ironic because um, I didn't even know that there had been a graphic posted until I was getting ready to do my live. And I was like, hmm, what's percolating for me? What's percolating, what's percolating? And that whole fake it till you make it topic was just on my heart. And lo and behold, like right underneath, like two, two posts underneath this video, if you're on our, if you go to our live Facebook page, there's a post that talks about fake it till you make it. And it's crossed out that says feel until you heal. Um, I think that's really, that's a good word right there, huh? That's a good word. You just stop right there and let that percolate. Here's the thing, um, fake it to one reason, one really, there's a, there's a few reasons, but one really big reason, especially when I think about kids who come from tough places, kids who have experienced trauma, they tend to be very sensitive and they're sensitive to things that you would not necessarily notice. That's why they might get triggered because they perceive something as a threat or something as a change. And so whether real or perceived, it doesn't make any difference at the brain level, when they perceive these things, 
then there usually is some sort of reaction to what they're perceiving and they feel us first. It's part of that nature of sensitivity and being built for protection to be able to sense the energy. Because if I can sense the distress, if I can read the room, then I might have a chance of being able to protect myself. So fake it till you make it would mean I feel one way, but I am pretending like I feel a different way. Like I'm really scared, but I'm trying to pretend like I'm really tough and I'm a real badass parent because never let them see you sweat is another very poor parenting suggestion. So the more authentic we can be, the healthier it will be for your child and you and your child's relationship. So if you're feeling like crap, then say, I'm feeling like crap. That way, instead of saying, oh, I'm fine, even though you're feeling like crap, you're giving a congruent message. As they learn you and you're learning them, it is very helpful to give clear messages so that you are congruent. Like if you're irritated, to say, I'm feeling irritated. If you're frustrated, to say, I'm feeling frustrated. The, I think for us adults, it's not necessarily that we are intentionally faking it until we make it. It's sometimes we've never really had permission ourselves to identify our feelings and speak about them. So we have grown up not really even, you know, we're always asking our kids, well, tell me how you feel, but are we doing that? I mean, are we, are we telling them how we feel? Or are we faking it till we make it? Or do we even know how we feel? Because a lot of us have been brought up at a time when we were sent away with our upset feelings. We never had the opportunity to process them. And until you could act right, you couldn't be in the room. So the sooner you could act right, you could come back. And nobody ever said, and what was that all about anyway? Like, what had you so upset? I'm sorry you were so upset. I'm glad you were able to take a break. They're just, for many of us, I'm thinking a lot, just this is very broad, a very broad statement. Like, if you're a parent and you're in your 40s or your 50s, there's a very strong likelihood that you had those kinds of experiences from your parents because that was the dominant parenting paradigm, punishment, and just sending you away. So if your feelings, if your emotions got upset and, you know, um, and they were past the, oh, it's okay, or, you know, you don't need to cry about it, or be a big girl, all these messages that we were sent as children that really just invited us to sort of suck it up and not talk about it and not process it. And even to the point that if you don't go through processing things, then you begin to just deny it. And then you get to a place where you don't really even know what you feel. And so I don't know that fake it till you make it is always intentional. It's sometimes something that comes out of a lack of our own self-awareness. But for kids who come from tough places, for that to be a piece of your parenting can be very difficult for them because they are trying to learn you and understand you. If you say, I'm fine, when you're not fine, that is an incongruent message. If you are upset and you don't claim that you're upset, it is an incongruent message. And for our kids who come from tough places, they need that congruency so that they know when you have this look on your face, when you have this, and you, you don't realize it. 
You really don't realize it. I don't realize it either. Our subconscious, our facial expressions, our body language, our tone of voice, our eye contact, all are a reflection of our internal state. And so when you have, when you're distressed, you think you're faking it, but I'm going to tell you the truth. You're not. <laughs> you're really not. You might be faking it with your words. Maybe a more accurate statement would be, I'm not really feeling all that great, but I don't really want to talk about it. Or I don't really know how I'm feeling. Just something's off. So us pausing long enough to take time to put it into words can be so helpful for our kids. It helps them understand us. So that's extremely important. Otherwise, we're sending a mixed message. And it also is teaching, like in an organic manner, how to, the words that we use to talk about how we're feeling. Um, yesterday, I had an extremely off day, like literally from the morning. It's almost good that I didn't do a daily dose because I don't really even know what I would have talked about. But like from like the whole day, I just felt really off and I felt irritated, easily agitated. And now I realize as I know myself more and more, I think it was really hormonal. And so I'm so grateful to be able to have that ability to say to my child, I'm just feeling really edgy today because if I don't say that and then I'm snapping, I'm snapping at her, I'm snapping because it's taking too long to do this, and I'm just like, ugh, right? And then I'm just kind of spewing it everywhere, but nobody, and nobody knows like what's going on. But at least if I can say it out loud, if I can notice how I'm feeling and then I can put words to it, it can help her know it has nothing to do with her. This hasn't, and it had nothing at all to do with her. And when we are able to articulate our emotions, when we are able to first identify in our bodies, usually where it first manifests, for me, it tends to be here. A lot of people feel stuff here in their like chest and even I've had some people say I feel it like in my throat like especially when it's like oh when they're really big emotions but you've never had permission to express and so let's just say that you're having a hormonal day or you're ha you know something happened at work or you just woke up off feeling foul like anybody can and you've never had permission to talk about it or to cry about it or express it. It can You can feel it like lodged in your throat. I have a lot of people talk about feeling it in their gut. <sighs> so we get so focused on everybody else. <laughs> but we need to take some time. You know, take some time. And it doesn't take a long time. It takes the intentional time. It can really literally take seconds. To just take a deep breath, maybe even close your eyes and check in with your body. How's it feeling? Are you feeling tension anywhere? Where are you feeling it? Do you can you quickly identify what it might be connected to? And if not, it might just be I'm human and sometimes I just feel crabby, or sometimes I just feel sad, or sometimes I just feel depressed. Sometimes I feel joyful. So, you know, we are, a, we are a variety. We're the rainbow just like our kids are. It's part of the condition of being human. And it's okay to say to your children, you know, I'm just having a crabby day. 
I need a little space and grace. <laughs> you know, or I'm, I'm feeling blue. I got the blues today and I, it's not going to stay around, I don't think. And, you know, I feel like they're clouds and they're going to pass by, but mm, I'm just, you know, I'm feeling a little funky. When we can put words to it, it gives them a lot more space to understand us. It can also help them be able to understand your your physical, how, how it, when I do Zoom with people, I can literally, as the, as we are in the middle of our sessions, like I can literally watch somebody's face shift from like the, when we start the call and they're like really stressed and anxious and you can see their faces sort of like pinched and the anxiety is there. Like they're talking about everything, like they're always talking about it, but you can literally see the stress on their face. And then like somebody will add something that feels like unlocking and you can watch it. It's like their face just melts into this place that's like uh, relief and comfort and reassurance that it's all going to be okay. So you think that you're faking it until you're making it. But I am here to tell you, you're not faking anything. It's as transparent as could possibly be. The only person you may be fooling is yourself. So take a few minutes, check in with how you're doing, and communicate that to the people in your world, especially your kids and especially kids who come from tough places so that you are congruent. So if you're not fine, just say, you know, it's not very fine today, but we're going to be all right. You know, be authentic, but the authenticity has to start with you being authentic with yourself, learning to listen to what's being communicated from your body, how you hold stress and where you hold it. I wanna share another nugget and I'll probably do some reading, thinking, teaching about this. Uh, but I was listening to someone talk about the subconscious, which I, that's one of my favorite topics um, is learning about the subconscious. Um, so, just before you drift off to sleep, your brain enters a state that is very similar to your zero to four time frame when the subconscious is being developed and all this information is being filtered in. So it's like this very open state. So when you go to bed tonight, before you get to that place where you're in between sleep and awake, Begin to literally visualize something very positive because as you drift into that state between sleep and awake, that visual imagery actually has the ability to create shifts at the subconscious level. We know visual imagery works for athletes. It helps improve their performance. And so... Um, when you go to bed tonight, picture something. It could be a vision of you and your child interacting in a way that is like fun and joyful, like whatever that sort of dream fantasy you have. Go ahead and visualize that. You know, we're doing something during that time. Usually we're worrying and fretting and our brains are doing this. So let's just put pause on that and start creating an image that you really want to have implanted back in your subconscious so that it can begin to manifest in your daily routines and your daily life. 
The first piece, though, is to get that picture created in your mind and hold on to it and, you know, keep coming back to it. And then as you find yourself drifting off to sleep, that can get filtered into your subconscious brain patterns. So how about that for a little bio hack? <laughs> so if you've not already done so today, push pause on anything you've been worried about and make sure you spend some time with your kids. Their favorite language is play. I know a lot of people have a hard time relaxing and just surrendering to child play and allowing our imagination to go and to be the big, you know, to be a big elephant and to let them climb on your back and to be able to roll around and laugh and belly blow and count toes and all those things that even if our children might be eight, nine, and 10, if they tend to regress, that level of play may be right where they need you to meet them. If they're teens and they need windshield time and they need their favorite music, I love windshield time. It can be so non-threatening to them and it can be so relaxing. So whatever it is, trusting what you know about your child, surrender and spend some very quality time with them, 30 minutes to an hour, pouring that love into them. Let the love you have from them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your being and remember what you came into this for. In any given moment, we can act out of our blueprints and the world's blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. Or we can take one to two to three deep breaths. We can choose love. Much love to you guys. Have a blessed evening and we'll see you all tomorrow.